Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today we have with us Vaibhav Kashyap who has done his MBA from XLRI Dam Jamshedpur and now the human resource business partner at GSK. Hi Vaibhav, thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? Thank you for having me. Very well. How are you doing? I'm great. It's a pleasure having you here Vaibhav. Okay, so hey. just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your career journey till now? Sure. So I did had a very humble beginning I did my schooling from Hisar which is back in those days was still a bubble far away from hustle bustle of metro cities and uh, so trends were still catching up and wasn't that fast so it had very less exposure it changed when I first moved to Delhi in 2010 do my undergrad in hotel management from IIM Pusa one of the pioneers in the country not only my perspective but I think my approach to life changed after that this is also my first ever professional experience so when I interned in Oberoi group uh, back in 2011 and later joined Taj Group in 2013 as management training I did this um, you know I did this and I gained that perspective of uh, customer first uh, mindset and people orientation okay. that has I think shaped the rest of my career as well post my MBA to be honest and during Accelerate I think that factor and the fact that I came from this diverse background gave me that edge and distinction early on this helped me land interesting you know jobs my first in fact internship at PepsiCo which nurtured my talent and not just as an intern but later as a management trainee when I joined them back in 2017 after getting pre-placement offer which is i think one of the highs as well for me back in those days i will always be thankful for that experience because that's um, where i picked up nuances of customer orientation even more because i got to you know do my stint in sales core sales core supply chain before i moved on to do my hr business partnering or hr stints if you may call it um, in multiple regions and plant and sales setups so uh, and you know now that you meant and you mentioned excel right so yeah. after you know passing out from excel right and completing my you know management trainee and my first job in pepsi as well i have moved on to do hr business partnering in two very interesting industries for their times uh during pandemic alcobev abn bev and isabution bev they are the leading brewers of the leading brewers of beers across the world uh, the house of the brand house housing the brands something like budweiser budweiser magnum corona ho garden stella etc and um, yeah and pharmaceuticals in the middle of pandemic uh, so i joined glaxo smith klein uh, gsk pharma in 2021 april 2021 and here i am okay all right so there's a lot plethora of everything i'm sure today we'll get a lot of content from conversation <laughs> yeah. hoping to contribute as much yes so you know in the past year especially owing to lockdown and virtual setups in pandemic we have seen a lot of change in term of how a company functions so mm. has ways of work evolved in hr as well like if yes where is hr progressing like globally and especially in india yeah i think a uh, great question and uh, you know i think even before pandemic we hr professionals and industry thought leaders were eyeing the change from you know 100% in person touch and feel based um, setups to virtual setups over the last two decades and boom of internet sparked the idea idea that only not that not only we can connect virtually but we can manage our work and teams virtually as well but i think this was lim- largely limited to managing large portfolios you know senior stakeholders 
founders who were managing large portfolios across geographies and you know they had regions to manage and therefore regional branch offices were uh, converted into satellite offices we were working there quite some time and we were pushing to reach there quite some time before pandemic as well but i think pandemic has uh, helped if not all but many organizations to you know really speed speed up their the change and one of the good thing is that across the globe in almost every sector there are organizations who have lived this change that has been spoken about in the past forever so naturally hr functions is not um, you know has been the side as well and we have evolved as well we've connected established networks uh, did our jobs well and created value for business virtually but i think this would have not been possible so organically if the change in the mindset had not started long back mm-hmm. i mean if i go to the evolution of hr hr management in fact is coined the term hr management or human resource management is coined in 1980s right and we have always uh, focused on industrial relations since dawn of industrial revolution in the past so i think that's a big tectonic change and i mean it was tatas in fact in india who pushed the jesuit institute to set up you know management hr management college in back late in 1940s now known as the xavier labor relations institute or xli as we speak yeah. my alma mater so from there uh, to having well oiled hr operating models in global matrix organizations we've come a long way yes. and uh, we've integrated technology along of the time into our systems well you know examples are payroll we have the data management storekeeping for mm-hmm. hr um, you know functions has been you know adapting tech technology the hiring management softwares onboarding softwares and so on and so forth has always been incorporated as and when the change was there in outside as well i think what had to really push through in the recent times is the role of hr business partner and how we can really distinguish between strategic hr business partnering and to an extent uh, the regular hr need of the business or query management you know setup the organizations have so a lot of uh, software insights that hrs were used to gather high so a lot of hr software insights or elements that hrs used to gather and pick up while just being on the shop floor talking to people had stopped because we were all connected from home right yeah. uh, we were all sitting at home but like i said it's possible to do business partnering now virtually we've done it successfully because the customer has evolved as well we were not used to digital payments back in 2010 in india but everyone understands now phone pay google pay atm in the ubers and the ola drivers take it uh, very easily and similarly our employees as well yeah. are used to the virtual operating model even for hr and uh, query management softwares and tools that we have introduced in the recent past yeah so yeah that was like a great point brought up by you and you explained really well and i'm sure the listener would agree with this <laughs> okay so talking about your role you now handle large employee base that is around 1400 plus unionized and non unionized workforce and definitely it's a journey and at some point in time it's really challenging to manage everything so how do you ensure uniform and great employee experience while handling a large employee base because it's not easy to reach out to everyone and talk to everyone in a one to one manner so is there any technology yeah. you, you have seen in the way human yeah. resources have evolved over the year absolutely i think that's a very relevant question especially now that we are connected virtually and we have and i, I do business partnering for sales workforce which is which mean by the virtue of by this virtue of fact they are you know spread across regions so they they're not in one office where i can speak and touch 
and feel they can get that touch and feel experience of you know being with hr in the, under the same shop floor so absolutely you know two parts to the questions is there a change technological change yes i think our delivery model is all technology based and on digital and virtual platform so the entire hr operating model, you know management tool hrms that we have and um, we have workday for uh, you know employee data storekeeping management and then in employee query management tools something called service now which we launched in 2021 this is a service delivery tool which means that if an employee has a specific question related to process or policy any process or policy related to hr now the solution can be delivered virtually there are live agents who can chat with you and there are all hr operations um, you know resources sitting somewhere in a hub globally and they can help you out with the query there are multiple resources in terms of knowledge articles which are available the employees can go there read and you know really self help themselves to deliver most of the solutions if not they can also raise you know tickets there's a ticketing system now like how i think back in the days uh, it used to have yeah. so imagine um, anything related to insurance uh, your benefit your uh, salaries compensation questions uh, performance questions or raising performance uh, inadequacy in the team all of that can be managed now virtually through the solution delivery model that we have and now this has been integrated so well that to the last mile employees understand and obviously it has taken a lot of change management from our side as well and i think change is always ingrained when it is lived by the leaders when it is you know lived like a culture in the from top down so that's ha- that has changed and i think to the second part of the question is there a technological shift yeah. that we will continue to expect as well yes i think uh, future of hr is creating a value for employees having a great place to work by using analytics and looking at trends and looking at cues and being predictive in terms of what needs to be changed and what needs to be honed better so yeah uh, technology has played a significant role in how we are operating and like you mentioned in early on that i have 1400 employees yeah it's a large base yeah can i individually help them all can i individually reach out to them all Abs- it's not possible for me to have a one on one connect with yeah everyone when it, yeah. it's not yeah it's not possible for oh. me to have one on one connect with everyone right definitely so yeah so there we have leaders who are managers of managers we have managers of individual contributors we have and then individual contributors as well okay. yes while i'm available you know on telephonically for any urgency or emergency mm-hmm. um i think this tool has enabled me to be better and then equipping managers has been the key to ensure that most of the queries most of the questions are resolved on the go we have a turnover uh, organic you know attrition of 8-9% as well which means that we are adding on new employees every month every day if we are doing so they need to they need to know the processes that we have that have evolved and have been set up for gsk for that a rigorous uh, induction under, and equipping them uh, to all the models and making sure that it's not person dependent it's all automated the training the right relevant trainings are available on the click on the go so they have tools um, and they have uh, apps installed in their you know ipads that they carry every yeah. day to meet doctors so they can re- access these resources on the go as well so that has uh, helped and i think eventually where we are heading towards is redefining the role of manager i think manager yeah. will no longer and is in fact no longer only you know responsible for productivity and the performance of the team but also managing the employee life cycle for their teams as well so with this focus in our heads i think we're progressing towards the right direction and yes technology is uh, going to help us all yeah definitely it's 
something great approach and very well explained okay so moving on to the next question i think it's a must ask question especially by you because you have been recognized and given gold award by ceo for new gsk culture activation in india therefore would love to know from you like how culture actually comes alive like how does an organization really define culture to ensure that it actually ingrained in the employee and like especially now we have virtual setups of teams so how mm. do you ensure that the organization is living that culture uh thanks for the question riddhi i think it's a great one especially for gsk because i think we've been there in india for almost 100 years it's a legacy organization which means that you know our employees also have ingrained in the gsk cultures and values uh, uh, in them and and it's a very proud thing to see this actually bring you know coming to life uh, having said that um, you know gsk in 2021 partnered ways with uh, the gsk consumer um, organization and there are two different entities now and gsk globally by emma wemsley our global ceo uh, she's um, you know directly launched the new gsk culture this is a very simple one yet a very powerful one which is to do the right thing being ambitious for patients and being accountable for impact these are three culture values that uh, the culture tenets that we live by the idea is to you know have this culture live across the globe and and with this new culture comes different mindset different ways of working different operating model i think whenever an organization launches a new culture or talks about culture and even if it is not a launch of a new culture like in our case the closest example that i can or the the, the example that i can give or i most closely resonate with is when you go to a family and you start you sit down to have dinner with them there is a certain way that they behave talk take decisions and interact with each other and they just live like that right yeah. to the family members it just makes sense yeah if the father of the family says something or the mother or the kid or the brother or sister whoever there are if they say something if they react in a certain manner the rest of the you know family members will say hey it is supposed to be like this it, this is how it happens right this is how everyone reacts in the family yeah that's normal but when a new person comes into the family especially after wedding you know yeah. marriage a new person comes into the family and they, they may find it very different sometimes irrational and not logical as well yeah. because the perspective is different definitely how they've lived and how they have grown up is very different yeah and i think that's the best way i've learned to understand what a culture is it's the way you live yeah it's the way you think it's the way you operate it's the way how decisions are made so for gsk like every other organization we have well defined cultures tenets like i mentioned earlier yeah. uh, and with the launch of new gsk culture especially in pandemic it was important that we not only create awareness of course it was top down so that yeah. there was leadership buy in there was a full complete understanding of the leadership but we also give actionables we also give you know tools and equip our teams with tools on how can they bring to life for example there is one tool called spadm s p a d m single point accountable for decision making okay. it's the way how we will ha- have team meetings now okay there is another another tool that we have called dia which is for you know coming together and making decisions and having clear accountables at, as to who has to take decisions and who has to be informed for the decisions so that we have more efficient meetings so that we have more efficient um, you know decision making and the way our business model is handled and operated become simplified so these are simple tools yet very powerful and how culture actually brings life yeah. the other thing is uh, after implementation there has to be a feedback mechanism to capture whether the pulse of the you know culture is getting reflected to the last in the last mile as well so we have dipsticks culture dipsticks or surveys we keep listening to our um, you know cons- consumers or employees rather for us as our 
for us HRs, it's the employees who are consumers. So we keep listening to them as well in multiple focus discussions, in multiple forums, and we keep resonating. And we keep seeing that if it is getting resonated with the employees, the culture is getting resonated. And the last one is, I think, reinforcement without having to reinforce the idea that, you know, there is a cultural shift. This is the culture that we live by, especially by leaders. I think uh, it will not be able to will not be able to bring that alive. So these are the few things that we do. And I think what has helped GSK is a very strong leadership buy in that why and how culture will help business, not just uh, in the way we live, we operate, but also directly impact our productivity and what we want to achieve in the next couple of years as well and business ta- business own targets. So when we say ambitious for patients, uh, which this means that investing in the right business uh, businesses, uh, investing in the right uh, profitable business, you know, product portfolios. And when we say, you know, being accountable for impact, which means that, you know, we have ownership at the last level. We are very focused on are we being productive? Are we achieving targets? And are we accountable for my own impact as an individual contributor as well? And of course, high um, and doing it right, doing the right thing defines how we operate in markets across the globe. There are gray markets, there are black and white markets, but we've been very consistent with our approach as well in all these markets. So yeah. this this um, is how you create employer value proposition as well and make the brand employable, likable across the uh, different co- you know hiring cohorts as well so yeah i think the approach you take and the way you think is like very interesting <laughs> and yeah the example thanks, you have much. given is explained everything so well yeah thanks so Lee. yeah so you know like you worked across organizations and someone who worked across organization and also like you worked with great managers as well uh, so what is something you learned as a professional and something as an hr professional i'm happy that you you know have clear distinction between you know what you learned as a professional and yeah. what you learned as an HR professional because especially in HR we tend to overlap it and whatever we've learned and honed in terms of our HR skills and competencies is something that we think is the right thing to right thing required or a relevant relevant skill required to be a great professional as well thanks for that okay. I think um, as an as a professional I had to really understand the right mindset and high levels of uh, ethical behaviors early on I think it's one of the best best behaviors to pick up and it's a behavior it's not a skill it's a behavior having high ownership being accountable for what you have to deliver and the workplace ethics is something that you as every professional has to build on earlier because that ensures and enables your team to trust you and once they start trusting you they you get you know great opportunities you get advocates strong advocates then at workplace and eventually your corporate network builds from there Um, so if you are making a commitment in a dark room to a person who's not directly related to you make sure that you deliver to that commitment as well because and you know uh, make because these are the networks that will come back and either add to your reputation or you know limit your reputation or be detrimental to your reputation later on that's one something that i really had to sort of, sort of learn because the hotel industry works in a very different operating model yeah. um, it's you know consumers and customers are coming and probably not ever returning back but here the employees are going to be there yeah. it's not creating you know one time wow factor it's having consistent approach uh, with them as an hr professional i think what you've what i've learned is hr is not a popularity contest 
it's not uh, it's not even management it's and it's not and you don't have to be really liked but you have to be respected by your stakeholders sometimes you take hard decisions sometimes you communicate you know strong decisions yeah. uh, sometimes you you know give advice you know solid advice which is going to be beneficial in the long term but it's you know really hurtful in the short term yeah. uh, for your stakeholders at times and you have to do the right thing irrespective of whether uh, irrespective of whatever con- you know context you're operating in and you have to be you know unbiased so these are few things tactically i think it's important to learn analytics early on especially if you're starting right now as an hr professional analytics is going to be a big big thing which is going to define how we analyze data to create value for our customers okay. which are employees understand uh, how and how can we uh, shape up the culture how can we create great place to work i think that's important to understand uh, the analytics and i'm not talking about just excel and pivots okay. um, but to really understand big data and understand how can we create a uh, big data uh, to eventually bring predictive analytics into hr as well so i think that's one skill to hone early on the other thing that i have uh, you know learned Uh, as well is on communication skills and the ability to speak english is nothing related to or even not even remotely related to having great communication skills so i think uh, these are couple of skills that i have honed as a professional as an hr professional over the years apart from the core knowledge apart from the core functional skills and functional knowledge that you've been learn of course uh, hr is a vast field as a subject as well so i've kept on adding uh, those skills as well but that's more of knowledge building knowledge base to be honest yeah i yeah. think these are great points what of why because and you have break some myth also because you know some people think that only finance people needs to be analytic and all but no hr also needs to be little analytical for sure yeah yeah for sure a lot more yes so very rightly said and so yeah that almost brings us to the end of our podcast but before we go can you tell our listeners or advise our listeners on the skill they should acquire considering the shift in work practices because work and workplace dynamics have changed in the past 2 years as we mm-hmm. know so yeah so like what are some of the qualities uh, they need to pick up with the changes in the methods and the way of work hey thanks to the i think analytics is something i just touched upon so i'll yeah. not delve much into it it's really important hmm. i'll refer to an article published by harvard business review hbr this august edition in 2022 there was okay. an article called the c suit c suit skills that matters most oh. and they were talking about you know what were the key skills that corporates across the globe used to look at while have, have you know hiring their uh, managing directors and ceos yes. and early on uh, they were focusing on you know technical strong technical expertise administrative skills and successful to be able the ability to successfully manage financial resources is a couple of things that they were you know early on looking at now if i were to think and draw a parallel for you know hr executives or great hr executives if i may it will probably be you know early on looking at great understanding of the labor laws compliances and a person who is legally sound can handle mm-hmm. unions can handle you know conflicts the second one would be having a complete understanding of operating management operations management right from hrms to payrolls to compensation management and all the hr practices can they set up those practices and policies mm-hmm. uh, have they you know really put their hand in the dirt and you know really rolls up rolled up their sleeves throughout the career and um, understanding of the new hr operating model which you know you know performance management to talent management do they have an understanding core understanding of sub functions but i think uh, like in the hpr as well it was mentioned and i completely agreed with it mm-hmm. over the last 5 to 6 years 
or in fact the last decade what you know in industry uh, industry wide and globally yeah. the recruiters are looking at something called social skill high social skills to be uh, as a core skill to be a great c suite Uh, yeah. because managing directors and ceos are going to interact with multiple and very diverse set of stakeholders walking right from government bodies to consultants to global stakeholders internally and externally to local employees at the very grassroots level okay, okay. the ability to connect with them influence making sure that decisions are effect- very uh, effective and uh, like and you know taken up by the team and mm-hmm. the ability to influence without direct power is going to be a key skill uh, that is going to shape how effective and efficient leader you are and it's a very soft element right it's it's not something that can be taught in the book yeah. it cannot be something that can be taught in a single workshop mm-hmm. and understanding what these social skills are having a great communication skill style being empathetic the ability to have you know right conversations at the right time or unlock right networks or build networks along with your career uh, having a high eq yeah. uh, all of these uh, will sit under the umbrella of social skills these are highly highly uh, underrated and not talked about or not taught in colleges not even in b schools forget schools but i think if these skills are really honed at the right time the the head start in the uh, you know college pass outs or mm. young talent and young professionals will get in their career is something that is uh, going to be extraordinary uh, i think so work on your social skills okay. early on which is which is a basket of skills that's my advice to the listeners i think that's great and the article you have shared is also thank you for sharing that article and i'm sure there's a lot of take away from the content you have shared today so thank you for sharing this and yeah thank you so that, much, that brings us to the end of our conversation vabhav but before we go can you tell our listeners where we can uh, where they can reach out to you absolutely yeah. uh, so you can reach out to me on my linkedin it's yes. web of kashyap and if you can just uh, search web of kashyap on gsk and with gsk i think you'll be able to look me up on linkedin and i'm usually active and easy to respond on my linkedin chat as well so happy to connect okay thank you vabhav it was lovely hosting you today thank you so much riddhi pleasure